0: Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY
0: Money. DIY Money.
1: What's shaking Daniel?
0: That last episode was good. It was good. People it was skipped good. it, they should go back. Yeah, don't go skip back. An episode.
1: Uh, you know. You may not have a child uh, in your life, but maybe you have a niece or nephew or cousin or maybe you're a teacher and you work with young people or whatever. Or maybe you don't know what a stock is and you should and just maybe you learn, learn like a child. From, yeah, maybe you need to start from the very beginning yourself. It was a good episode. I want, more, I want more questions like that. Youth. we got to get the youth involved more in More questions investing. in general. Uh, uh, what?
0: What? Did you say youths?
1: Yeah, two youths. What is a Ute? Well, three episodes a week by popular demand. For those of you out there binging all of the episodes, I love when I hear somebody say that. I've been binging the episodes or in the DIY tribe in our Facebook group. I binged all. I mean, it's just awesome that we're binge worthy. It's great. You're binge worthy, Daniel. We are. We are binge worthy. I don't know if I am solo, but together. Do you think Logan's binge worthy? Oh, easily. Easily. People love Logan. Oh, they love the Logan. I'm going to start calling him the the Logan. Oh, he's got great hair. It's amazing, amazing hair. Crazy socks. All right, we've got a uh, we've got another great question uh, today from Griffin. Gavin, Gavin. golly, Oh, yeah, It was an you uh, antihistamine,
0: your honor, really.
1: Oh, it's brutal. Taking uh, effect. You know, my wife and I were sitting in the living room the other day, and you know. Sometimes I go through these situations where she says something, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I just wasn't paying attention. And I tell her, I'm like, sorry, baby, I wasn't paying attention. Can you say it again? And it's that's probably the best course. But she, we had had a conversation like 10 minutes before, and she said, so what? what do you think about that? And I look at her, and I'm like, what do I think about what? What are you talking about? She's like, wow, the conversation we just had. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, which one? Oh, it's was bad. Not good. All that's right, Gavin's for. got a question. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, guys. Love the show. I'm calling from up in Canada, and this question's about when the market is low. It seems like the the off comment that's always made is, uh, you know, everything's on sale. Everyone's buy, buy, buy. Let's buy as much as we can. But where's this new money coming from? Where are they getting this money to buy? I've got money tied up in the markets, um, but I don't see where I'm supposed to be getting this extra money when the markets are low. Um, Is it people are moving over from bonds? Uh, Any insight can help. Thanks a lot. Love the show. Kevin, you mean you don't have just a war chest of cash sitting around at all times so when the market goes down you can buy, buy, buy? It's either in the
0: mattresses or the banana stand. I mean, what
1: what is the problem? You should always two. have. You should be market timing. You should, you should have the money that you think you're going to invest and then wait for that pullback and then just get crazy. And then once you get a pop, you should sell that, move that aside, and do it again and again and again. That's what you should do. Obviously, I'm joking. I'm joking.
0: Take off, bullshit.
1: Fascinating question. It's
0: actually really good.
1: It is, because going on, having the great privilege of going on CNBC on the regular basis, I always find it fascinating when we go on as pundits and talk about what we would be buying here or selling here or or what have you, when the reality is, as Gavin said— you should be allocated accordingly. I mean, sure. you should be allocated. You should be dollar cost averaging. I'm going to give you the the sort of the guttural or the, the textbook answer, uh, Gavin, if I was on a, a, a dais, dais, dais? I
0: have no idea what you're trying to say. Uh,
1: like a, a panel, panel, a dais? I don't think I've ever heard that word. Wow. Well, we're going to have to look it up. Uh, I'll look it up while I a continue dais? to talk. A dais, Yeah um anyways it's greek for a panel i don't know i thought it maybe i'm just making this up boy dais no to be projected to a screen a slide or a computer no what is a dais on stage especially one in the room in which people stand to make speeches to an audience yeah okay S- something so yeah. if you were on a panel if i was on a dais i like that better Uh, I would uh, say what I would say is I would say, well, what what we're referring to there is people who may stop buying in their 401k or they may may no longer contribute because they're concerned about the market. And we would be we would be encouraging them to continue to be dollar cost averaging, not changing their plan. That would be the the academic answer to your question. If we were on a panel and having a panel discussion the reality, though, is you're spot on is it's it's sort of a ridiculous idea that stocks are low and, oh, let's be a buyer with capital that may be sitting idle. Well, if that capital is sitting idle, it should already be directed for something to be going towards something. Or maybe it's just your emergency fund, which shouldn't be invested and, you know, anything other than basically interest-bearing secure accounts. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just a, a unique thing that I think the media portrays. The We even do it at times. And it probably isn't right. It's not appropriate.
0: Inappropriate behavior.
1: So I think you're spot on. There's no big pile of cash out there waiting. And if we get a pullback, people should be putting that pile of cash to work. You should be following your plan Regardless of what markets do, up or down or sideways, dollar cost averaging in, having your allocation set, diversified accordingly, et cetera. Let's say you, Daniel.
0: Yeah, sounds pretty good. Uh, when we do powerful plans for people, we look at what the allocation is that they need, and then we put stop. them in that type stop. of allocation. Stop, stop, stop. Did you just come up with that? Well, we talk about powerful planning no, all the time. No, no,
1: no. We did not come up with the triple P Powerful plans for people. wow smiling. Wow. Did, That's what we do. Did you, just, did you have that, and then you just broke yeah, it out? Yeah, for like
0: three years, it's just been in my no, back pocket. No, no.
1: I mean, I want to know. Like, Did you have it? You were like, well, at some point well, I'm no, going to break it out. No, you just talked about
0: the sponsorship and powerful planning wherever you are, so powerful planning for people. That's who we wow. plan for. There As you
1: opposed go. to animals. Or yeah, businesses. I mean, we're opening in but 2024
0: could, like, our division of planning for animals.
1: Okay, I didn't mean PPA. to interrupt you, but that was powerful planning for people. There you go. That's going to, yeah. P cubed? Triple P. P squared. That's four. We need more people and places.
0: I love you, man. I love you too, bud.
1: Powerful plan. Go on.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Gavin. A little
1: little sidetrack there.
0: Anyhow, we do planning for people, and then we basically separate out their assets into buckets as far as what they need. So uh, we were talking about the cash reserves of the near term, emergency fund, things like that. Kind of the midterm goals that they have, whether that be vacations, automobiles, home renovations, etc. And then just the long term, things like retirement planning and uh, things of that nature would go into long term, which would go into risk assets, which would grow uh, over time. So what Quinn said is absolutely correct. You're not going to be shifting those a lot. You're not going to suddenly invest your emergency fund because even if stocks are a great buying opportunity, they may continue to go down for a while. When people are saying it's a great opportunity to buy or they're low or something like that, they're referencing something historical and usually near-term historical. It's usually a indication of near-term bias, as in stocks were up last month, last quarter, last year. Now they're down. Therefore, they're better than they were by some metric. And so you have to dig into that a little bit. But if you do dig into that a little bit, I think what it does start to reveal is that from an asset allocation perspective, if, especially if you're doing this yourself, but also if you have an advisor that you're working with, at some point, there's an asset allocation decision being made. When you buy a target date fund, you're uh, committing to basically asset allocate according to kind of the world global markets, right? So you're taking a stock bond allocation. And on your stock side, you're probably market cap weighted across the entire world uh, stock market. And on your bond side, you have something that looks like the total bond market sort of. But beyond buying something like that, a one target date fund, if you're buying an S&P fund and a bond fund and an international fund, and things like that, you're allocating and you're making conscious decisions about what percentage to put where, then this sort of uh, term about something being on sale or a good value or something like that may come into play, because at some point along the line, you may adjust your allocation slightly now. It shouldn't be massive adjustments. You shouldn't go. You shouldn't be going, hey, we're 100% in U.S. stocks. Now we're going to 100% international stocks. But you may make slight adjustments if you are managing yourself based upon something like valuation or forward projections or things like that. That's getting to sort of advanced level three on the do-it-yourself investment allocation uh, and something that you'd have to really, I guess, study, learn about, and want to do. For most of our listeners, I think they're allocating into index funds. And or just target date funds, and from that standpoint, as you sort of allude to, Gavin, it really is irrelevant at that point, unless there it is money in the banana stand.
1: But it wouldn't make much. It wouldn't make very good television or articles if you just
0: said, "Hey, market's down. Just keep doing what you're doing." Yeah, CNBC would not sell ads if they came on keep for doing 24 hours doing. a day and said, yeah. "Keep allocating into your 401k." Most of America is buying through their employee or retirement account.
1: It is fascinating though, because you'll hear people go on. I've probably, you probably could go back to clips that I, I mean, I'm certain and you would CNBC or, uh, you know, any of these business programs, which are geared towards mostly retail investors. And you have somebody coming on saying, yeah, I'd probably, you know, start nibbling here or start taking some positions here. Which assumes that they're out. They assumes they're not going through the decline. They have cash, and then therefore they should be buying here. It just that doesn't make sense when you're talking about an actual allocation for a long period of time, diversified, proper index exposure, you know, etc. So, yeah. I love it, Gavin. It's a great question, uh, and I really appreciate that one. I don't know if we gave you any color or value whatsoever in that because I think he basically knew that what we were going to say.
0: Probably. Yeah. He was confirming, which is Uh, fine.
1: Dias. It is a... Oh, I just... What just happened? A noun. A low platform for a lectern, seats of honor, or a throne. (laughs) Up on the dais. So if you were
0: on the throne, this is what If I was on the throne, asked
1: this question.
0: I'd stick with panel. off with
1: his head. Simple as that. Moving on. (laughs) Anyways... All right. Great questions. We need more of them. Keep them coming. Send it to podcast at DIYMoney.org. That's podcast at DIYMoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.